0: Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation and you take it from there. Today is part three of Drinking and Cussing. <laughs> As I think Tom stated, he can't believe that we've actually done three parts on drinking and cussing. <laughs> Neither can our listeners. <laughs> Do what? Neither can our listeners. <laughs> Is that just based on our culture because those things are so taboo in and, and, um, <laughs> the world around us that it we have a lot to talk about? I mean, that's what I think, right? <laughs> so today what we'll t- kind of talk about I was going to start, I, I did some reading on the origin of uh, of cuss words. And, um, you know, everyone seems to focus on the now um, cuss words that we use in Western, you know, the U.S., if you will. And, um, and so it looks like most of ours came from German <laughs> uh, descent if you will, surprise, they, surprise, <laughs> those Germans. And, um, the, if you get into it a little bit, there's some interesting things, but there is something to four, four letters, you know, which is always, you know, all oh, those four letter words kind of thing. And, but there really is, I mean, there is that amongst them. And then also, um, it is something to where many people, uh, described how relaxing, and relieving of frustration, it is to use cuss words, and so um, uh, and, and if you think about it, you get into a situation outside of the stumping of the toe, or the anger, um, just to rattle one off sometimes feels good through frustration or something like that, you know. And uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, Tom, do you is that how you relieve frustration?
1: <laughs> just letting it roll. <laughs> Not. In- no, I bottle it up. You bottle it up. Push yeah. it down.
0: Push it That's down. That's right. <laughs> so, um, and the, the, the one article that I read that had an interesting thing was how different uh, cuss words are from our modern, our regular language, and how uh, stroke patients, they said, some of them, I don't know specifically if, all the details, but it said some stroke pa- patients can when they cannot speak can still use uh say cuss words because they are done through such different physical and emotional levels or ways other than regular words that they can still utter cuss words that's pretty interesting, so uh, there's your useless knowledge about cuss words <laughs> that is fascinating <laughs> so. They definitely evoke emotion whether it be anger or happiness or humor or whatever it is. And so um why why should why should we not cuss? So I don't know how much we jumped into this. I tried to figure that out in the last episode. So Everett, why should we not? Is it okay to cuss? What what are your thoughts on it?
2: Well, I you know, I I so I what a what a what a cuss word is is oftentimes determined by culture. So what the cultural expectations are, right? Um, so right. Um, you know, like I think I think Justin, you had talked about like if you said the word hell, you know, um, you know, you might you might have gotten trouble at home.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, what's the context? Uh, You know, we talked about, you know, the name of a female dog um, and how that was in a Harry Potter book and it was shocking to my kids. And so I think, you know, so some of these words are sort of culturally um, determined whether they are cuss words or whether, you know, to what level are are they shocking. That's a whole long way, rambling way of just saying this. Um, (laughs) I think that in general, Cussing doesn't um, necessarily make one look smart. Hmm. Um. And and I, if you know, for for me, that would be. Um. That be that that would that would be my one of my obstacles is the the other is is just sort of a uh, a, a, a habit of of language um mm-hmm. and you know there's there, there's times in which it's 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 appropriate i it, it's like when i watch a movie sometimes and i feel like they're cussing just try to get like potty humor out yeah. of it and it's like you're you're, you're a lot you're, you're just you're trying too hard um versus like sometimes you watch a movie and it's like man that's a really effective use of cuss words
0: pulp fiction Right, <laughs> you know but there's other ones okay so pulp fiction came to mind but there are other movies and um just actually a lot of seth rogan movies and it's just like what the what's the point i mean you're just you're wearing it's just good you know so and I,
2: I, and I and so i think in our in our common, common parlance that you know if, if we we need to you know think about what the purpose of the cussing is
0: that's a good point. Um, I remember, I remember attempting to articulate enough in lyrics uh, back in the day that I would not use cuss words, and so I always thought, okay, I can I can do something different to bring that emotion out with non you know cuss words. And um I think I finally gave up on that because it was kind of one of those I'm better than you <laughs> task roles that I put my my mind on or something like that. But um uh, but that's a good point, um, for sure. Tom, what's your thoughts on that? Why why is it should we not cuss or anything like that? Thoughts on it?
1: Well, I think it's mostly just cultural culturally determined and um it's like Paul And he said, if eating meat causes someone to stumble, you know, I'll I'll never eat meat again. That's the strongest theological argument I can find. I mean, we also know that there's a difference. I think there's a difference between profanity and what Paul calls uh, coarse joking. But um, I do think we have, like I quoted last week. We have scriptural examples of of profanity, rubbish, that, that don't get translated <laughs> in our new, in the New Testament, right, or in the Old Testament, and so I I don't I, I wouldn't say you know this is wrong, but mm. I would say um, I mean there are practical reasons um, there there are there are, just personal reasons for me, like uh, there's that verse. Whatsoever things are true, noble, excellent, praiseworthy, think on these things. And they're really talking about qualities that are in these two women in that context of that passage, Yodia and Syntyche. Whatever are excellent and praiseworthy in that person you have the most trouble with, think about these things. Mm. But I also, but really, it has to, the reason I try to avoid it is because. If I, if I let myself be too negative, it catches up with my um, emotions and I get depressed. So I just try to not, I, I feel like words have power. So if I let myself um, just fly off at the mouth, it, it starts to affect the way I feel. And if I keep it, the words coming out of my mouth um, positive, then, it, then I feel like a happier person. Right. So, hmm. and I think that's true of everyone. If everyone really, but there are some people I know, like Stanley Harrowas, for example, who's an amazing theologian and preacher, who uh, just lets them fly. And his his reasoning is that he grew up among bricklayers, the working people, and the re- part of the reason why people. Those kind of people run away from Jesus as they just feel like they're not good enough, and mm, so right. occasionally, I do, you know. I do
2: think that it's dangerous not to create sort of a religious or spiritual legalism, as, as right. Tom just pointed to ar- around this. Like, you know, this as we pointed out. I mean, you know, there's not a hard and fast rule in Scripture um, on this, but but what we can un- unintentionally do. Is put an obstacle into people's relationship with with Jesus, with the church, um, for something can, that's, that's that's really culturally
1: determined. Which I think you could do on either side.
0: Yeah,
1: you could you could with like fundies like me, who people who grew up fundamentalist, and they they hear someone talking like that and they never listen to them. Or on the other side, with you know the people who have no church background and they feel like, man, these people are holier than thou. Right. So I, th- I think you can make the same mistake on either side. So you just kind of have to know where you're at. Know your audience. And I hate to say that we should tailor what we say, but just in a sense, we, we should because um, we're called to be light, but we're also called to be salt. So <laughs> I feel like that would be a fun book. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The first six chapters are what is light, and the last six are what is salt. That that would be fun. The salt chapters would be fun. Book number two. (laughs) 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 Um,
0: You know, uh, it's interesting. Something you alluded to, uh, Tom, is I have a sticky note that is on my monitor uh, directly in front of me. (laughs) And it says... uh, Okay, my eyes are getting worse here. What if we viewed everything we say as eternal? And it's a reminder for me that words are powerful, which is what you said, and how powerful they are and how they are used. um, We can determine that, and um, we have to be careful with that because it is something that something you say can stick with someone forever. And, um, I think that's what we, when it comes to cussing, I think just as, um, that it keeps ringing in my head, you know, give to Caesar what is the Caesar's. I know this has nothing to do with that, but it's the idea that in the culture they are viewed as taboo. So it's something that if it's a negative thing, then maybe we shouldn't necessarily participate in. It. And that kind of comes back, but that also feels legalistic. Uh, but I think it's about, as you said, Reading your on audience and holding it in attention, How, uh, attention there of where it's use and where it's not. However, the walls that were broken down when a clergy cursed in front of me, <laughs> cussed in front of me, <laughs> was amazing for me. Because I'm coming out of a life, uh, and maybe it was used, maybe that tension and choosing audience was used at that time for me because I'm coming out of a world, the world of rock and roll, if you will, or music, whatever. Um, And so, and Cousin was nothing, man. That was just a part of life. That was everyday language. And so someone in an environment that for me would never venture down that road or use that language was absolutely groundbreaking for me. And it broke, uh, you know, it took a brick out of that wall (laughs) for me in a good way. And so um, in that regard, I think, because everyone for me was on a pestle. You had to be perfect. You had to achieve this. And I couldn't do it, so forget it. I'm out. And uh, so for them to break down that wall, I mean, that stuck has stuck with me, you know, eternally. And Will. I, You know, Tom, are you about to say something? Go ahead.
2: Uh, I, I, I'm going to touch back on, on alcohol for just a minute in relation to that. Um, I, you know, I've had more than one person who's commented, like if we're, you know, they come to say men's dinner and, and, you know, someone's drinking a beer and they're like, wow, I didn't, you know, that just, I didn't know that, you know, you could do that at church gathering. Right. Right. Um, and, and it was really, um, it, 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 it was a moment in which they said, I don't have to hide who i am mm, yeah. um but but on the same on the same token um that can also be a real uh, a real stumbling block uh, for someone else so so for one person it is right um uh, it is a welcoming thing for another person you know it it's 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 a dangerous environment to be in because they struggle with that thing and so it is both welcoming and unwelcoming at the same time. I think cussing can be the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yep. So when I was in, I went to two different um, private universities. Hence, all the student loan money I have. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, I didn't I own, a laugh. <laughs> no, that's okay. I only remember um, two. I had to go to chapel five days a week. In the first one, and in my M.A., we had chapel once a week. But I only remember, in all those chapel talks, I only remember two. And the first one was, my Greek professor gave a sermon, or a chapel talk, on Jackie Robinson, which ended with him, you know, in tears, talking about Jackie Robinson. Wow. And it was beautiful. And, uh, sorry, I'm getting a little choked up. I'm a big baby. Anyway, so... (laughs) and then uh the next one was uh at oklahoma christian university i heard the basketball coach he had he was i don't know if he was forced to give a yearly chapel talk but it was really uncomfortable i thought oh great what is this gonna be like (laughs) and he goes today my chapel talk is 10 reasons i like to cuss oh wow number one because it makes my mama so proud (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was just ten of the most sarcastic reasons, <laughs> and, and with, the whole chapel audience was cracking up. You and know that, was I that mean?
0: his spin? Because it's not. Yeah,
1: yeah okay. obviously. Okay. Or or number two was because it makes me sound so smart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he just had ten really hilarious. So I thought, oh, this is funny. That's funny. Sorry. Sports that was inside. They're both
0: sports. That's interesting, yeah. especially for you. <laughs> I know. You
1: know that's the so only that's, one good sport
0: that goes golf. back to the power of mm-hmm. the words, right? And and when we're talking about these things, which I'm still over here thinking, man, we're still talking about cussing after three episodes. But it truly is something. Uh, I mean, we're not you know curing cancer here, but it is truly something that is has an importance in our culture. <laughs> Because it is a daily occurrence. Every, I mean, hour or two, you're thinking somewhere along the way about language, you know, or something. I, I don't know. But what we say is so important and so powerful that it is just important to not filter our words, but just be aware of them. Um, especially when we go into a point of anger or, um, even people with passion, I mean, they just get sometimes filled with the spirit and they say things that is so seemingly out of character that you're like, Whoa, you know, and I always go back to that, um, Will What Do we have a special guest on the episode today?
2: It's Everett's kid. I bet my, uh, my my kids just walked into. You should have said him say hello.
0: <laughs> Hi, Maggie. <laughs> Hi,
1: Kate. Yeah, you should have had said some of your swear words. in That's front right. That's right. Let's test it no, out on kids. <laughs> nothing wrong with those. Words. No, I'm just kidding. In Go case ahead, you all
0: me. thought we weren't real people, we have <laughs> real lives and kids and pets. Um. So, uh, the the referring to that. Um, that idea of uh, having going. Uh, sorry, let me back away from this a little bit. In the movie Old School, Will Ferrell in the debate just blacks out and goes into this monologue about. I don't have any idea, but it was just absolutely hilarious because he's the least guy to do this as he's portraying in his character. And then he kind of shakes and was like, What happened? What happened? But he just rattled this stuff off. And it always reminded me of like how. Uh, Passionate people get into things, and maybe the spirit moves or something like that. But along those same lines, someone can get into something that's passionate, they can throw a cuss word in there, and it actually makes it more powerful. <laughs> Not necessarily in church or something like that, um, but it just language is powerful, and I think we should honor that in our lives and decide where it's best to use. And yeah, we're going to fail, um, obviously, <laughs> and get in trouble for it it's a lot. But um, it's just something that um, I think we read the room around us, if you will.
1: Well, I think we've said everything we can about it now, Justin.
0: I have a couple more things. I'm kidding. Go
1: ahead.
0: So, um, I'm not picking up on your jokes today. I'm sorry, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, I'm too serious today. (laughs) Um, Why do Episcopalians seem to cuss more than any other denomination? Maybe not Catholics. I don't know. <laughs> Can someone I, I tell
2: think, me that? I think, I personally, I think it's sort of we
0: revolt at uh, any
2: sort of like anything that that appears fundamentalist or things that fundamentalists would, and and so it's like we go out of our way sometimes, to be different. maybe to be, yeah. Um.
0: So I that that's that's my that's my quick answer. Hmm. Tom, what do you think?
1: Same. Well, I just think... Samesies? <laughs> I would not... I don't think we... I don't think we swear more than uh, other denominations. Um, have you ever been on a Baptist fishing trip? Oh, really? <laughs> but uh, my point is... Golf course? Like, oh, yeah. or the. Uh, but I do think we don't have... We don't have the taboo around it mm, okay. that... I mean, I hate this will sound super arrogant, but as usual, as usual, yeah, (laughs) we don't tend to worry. We don't tend to have, we do in the sense that people will sometimes maybe dress up a little for church, but usually the same person that you're the same person, hopefully at church that you are on a fishing trip.
0: Right. And
1: uh, because there's not the taboo around it, uh, I don't know, it's just not a. It's not a huge issue because of the all the reasons we've discussed.
0: You know, that's an interesting thought, too, is is that, because I know we covered this in the virtue episode, but the, the fact that, and, and Everett didn't like when I used true to yourself, I think, in that episode, but the idea that you are the same person at church, uh, whether it be in the parish hall, <laughs> makes it a little awkward sometimes when you drop that. s word but you know um or you're out fishing or on the golf course um yeah we i won't get into that so but that's that's a good point good point um okay last topic for this topic um i want to actually well there was two but we won't venture down lord's name in vain so i just beat my desk when i said that lord's name in vain What? Is uh, so typically the Lord's name in vain is taking the word God G O D um, and putting it behind I guess uh, it, it, uh, the word damn or something to that effect or or maybe other ways maybe it is just saying the name God in an angry manner um, that would have constituted as taking the Lord's name in vain in my uh, previous life whatever um, and so I'm curious. <coughs> What is, is, I mean, is saying GD, I can't even say it. See, I'm in that world. I can't even say it. It's okay. (laughs) Um, Is is saying that, taking the Lord's name in vain, I I remember something different, and we have a misunderstanding, because when this uh, teaching was presented, it was the fact that people could not say God or Yahweh, and if you still look at some of the spellings in um, the old Hebrew scripture or Jewish writings. It is Y H W H, I think, with no um, vowels. And so, someone line me out here. Help me out. Well,
1: yeah. So you just did it, Justin. Oh, you took boom, Lord's I mean. name in vain.
0: <laughs> Sorry. So,
1: if you're a Jewish, if you're Jewish and you're translating the scriptures or you're recopying a manuscript before i mean those those scribes before they got to the name of god they would go dip themselves in a mikveh which was a ritual bath and then they they would purify themselves and they'd come back and they'd write the name and they certainly wouldn't wouldn't say it so outside of the synagogue or and i don't even like in the uh, new testament and say like the new revised standard version i'm pretty sure it It'll say, often it'll say Lord. Yes, all caps. But it's in all caps. Right. And that, um, that's where the word is, the name of God. So, I I mean, the English translation, the best English translation we have is I am. But I think that's when most of the scriptures are referring to using God's name in vain. <coughs> They're talking about the actual name of God. Um, so, and if, And GD, I mean, if half the Psalms, David is asking God to damn his enemies, you know? So, (laughs) (laughs) I've always thought, man, David, lighten up, buddy. So, uh, (laughs) I, I, I'm, I'm the least comfortable with that. Uh, well, JC or GD of of all, all, I mean, profanity, Hmm. uh, i uh and I've told my kids, you know, don't say that unless you're praying, <coughs> so, okay, so it's okay to tell ask God to damn your enemies in prayer,
0: yes, yes,
1: now I'm <laughs> kidding that was i'm just'm i teasing <laughs> um, but I really think in the context the cultural context it had to do with the actual name of God, not but I feel like um using the name of Jesus and that way might be might be um, a comparable thing, but I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. Hmm. Okay, I, I'm I'm with Tom. I think that
2: that's that's one I think Christians should
0: avoid. GD, we're talking yeah. gods. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Okay, okay. And, I was looking for I, different answers I, and, from and, you guys,
2: and I can't and I can't <laughs> tell you. Exactly why, other than it, that one,
0: yeah. Well, and it, it is, it is something, okay, so, I mean, something that ha- has the, I am completely going to undermine our creator right now, but the value that the word God has, <laughs> the, the weight, the power, uh, you know, the, uh, oh, anyway, I'll, I'll step away from that, but it, it's, it's, it's something that's important in our culture and our lives, right? So I could see how, you know, tagging a cuss word like damn on the end of it is such a big deal. Um, At the same time, if I'm with someone who is not a believer in the faith and they rattle it off, I'm not going to turn around (laughs) and chop their arms off or something or scold them Or if they are a believer,
1: if they are a believer, are you going to scold them?
0: Not necessarily – no, absolutely not. (laughs) I mean it's not – I'm just saying, well – So here's what I get into is that I feel like a lot of times we impose things that we believe on the rest of the world or culture, whatever, and it's like, no, that's my decision. That's my belief is to not use this um, for all the reasons we've covered today, right? Yeah. And so when someone says that and someone goes, you know, uh, just – Sorry, <laughs> I'm just going to sigh a lot because it just hurts me. Um, someone brand new shows up to church, and this is a true story, and they wear a, a hat in for the first time. And for, for you two, that that you that already makes sense to you what I, where I'm going. Maybe for others yeah. it doesn't. But men wearing hats in a sanctuary or nave space is something that, as I was taught, is not something you do. You take it off. I can't honestly tell you exactly why, but it has something to do with reverence and respect. And so someone comes in, they're visiting a church for the first time, they sit down in the nave and they have a hat on and they wear it the entire service. You know, no taking it off for prayer, nothing. Maybe it'd be like saying the Pledge of Allegiance not taking your hat off kind of thing. So, And someone goes up to them and says, I'm going to need you to take your hat off, buddy. And I die a little. <laughs> Did that happen? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know oh what's
2: interesting? Because if you go into like like so when I've been over to um, Israel and you go into um uh, holy sites, you have to cover your head. Oh, okay. And so if you have a ball cap, you put you 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 put it on. Oh, you don't take funny. it off. In fact, you know because that a lot of Americans uh, Christians have that that that. Uh, instinct is to go into a holy site and take their hat off no you gotta you have to you have to put it on
0: there's taking you you take your shoes off but you put your hat on
2: (laughs) right
0: well (laughs) but again i mean
2: that's that's simply that's a that's a that is a a cultural um creation right
1: right so when the bishop visited everett i mean justin and he had his hat on did that guy go ask him to take it off during the service? That's funny.
0: Well, this was <laughs> this was in a fundamental church. that was not. Oh, okay.
1: Not... I thought you meant it happened at St. Patrick's. I was like, "Are you
0: <laughs> kidding me?" No, it was not at St. Patrick's. I oh, would okay. not expect that to happen. Well, yeah, we we we. Uh, you know, we still have I, that, I have had
2: yeah. we we've had people who you know come either from an unchurched uh, tradition. Um. And and they'll come and they'll wear a hat in service. And I've had some people said, "Well, I don't understand why they don't want to take their hat off." And right, I, you know, and I had some pretty blunt conversations of, "You know what? You're not you are not going to say anything to someone who's wearing a hat. They yeah. are here. They are worshiping. Um, we are not going to make we're not going to shame somebody who is worshiping God for wearing a hat. We can have a conversation later as to what you know." They've got clothes on, right? I mean, so.
0: <laughs> Check.
1: <laughs> yeah. No shirt, no clothes. shoes. Uh, you know, yeah. my home parish, Trinity, had a uh, the largest soup kitchen in the state mm. uh, meeting in its basement, Iron Gate. And all, all the time, there are folks from the kitchen who come to church, which is great. And it was something that first attracted me to that church. So I was sitting there in worship one day, and this guy came in, um, you know, a couple minutes late. But he was a homeless guy. And all he had on was jeans. He had on um, some flip-flops and no shirt. And he was sitting down. He's being very respectful. And, and uh, I thought, oh, great, this is where I'm going to see um, these people not be you know, open to this guy or whatever. And then the the older lady next to him just scooted over and opened her bulletin and showed him where they were in the service and <laughs> started nice. going through with them. And then during the piece, one of the ushers handed him one of the youth group t-shirts very gently and nicely. Didn't say anything to him, just said, hey, in case you need this. Gave him a shirt. And that was it. Nice. I, I was shocked. That's um, awesome. Yeah.
0: You know, and that that says a lot for being in proximity with the poor. I had to choose my word there. I didn't know what to say. Um, and I only say that and I don't anyway. Um, and and something of just being relaxed enough to not react out in a manner that's going to just set the other person off or turn them away. And uh, that's awesome. Um, that's, that's very cool. I mean, so going back to you know the idea of cussing uh it's funny i felt like it was story time ooh everett you tell the next story <laughs> uh we all get caught up in stories and that's great um but it's something of, of just allowing people to experience and you know figure it out for yourselves i mean eventually if someone's new you know someone at least in the episcopal faith is going to have a welcome to the episcopal church class and we'll talk about that you know by the way this is a a holy space and typically we kind of do this you know and that that'll come out you don't have to go and drag people through and baptize them just because they said a cuss word or wore a hat somewhere or something like that i mean if anything, you know, we're, we're called to offer grace, um, even if the person's just sitting there rattling cuss words, just let him go, let him go and let him go and then come back to, you know, the conversation, keep the conversation going, because I promise you, if you approach it another way, you're, you, you can easily offend and turn someone away from experiencing community um, and love that they'll never possibly have a chance to again. We know so. All right. Uh, if Do e- either of you have anything else to add?
2: Nope.
0: I think we run the gamut on this one. <laughs> it was good. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, we appreciate you. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at FunDrainPot. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.